0: Hey guys, as you know, it, it's time to pay the bills. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor, which is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right now from your phone or your computer. It also has creation tools that allow you to record, edit your podcast so it sounds great. On top of that, they'll also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard Everywhere I'm talking about Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many other listening platforms that are out there, you can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So go ahead, download the Anchor app, or you can go on your PC or laptop to Anchor.fm to get started. Peace. (laughs) Outro Music Hey everybody, what's up? How you doing? My name is Angel, aka Darkfire Angel X on Twitch, and I want to welcome you guys to the SNF experience where we bring you everything for gaming news, tech news, and nerdy news. I hope you guys enjoy the show and let's get started. So, starting off with our tech news, we have breaking news from Bloomberg's Mark Gurman. Apple is reportedly working on a touchscreen MacBook Pro that will feature OLED display technology. This marks a significant departure from Apple's previous reluctance to introduce touchscreens to their Mac lineup, and they're now considering this for their MacBook Pro. Despite this new addition, Apple will keep their traditional input methods with a trackpad and keyboard, and we eagerly await further updates on this exciting development. In other news, smartphone company Nokia has announced a budget Android smartphone designed to be repaired at home. The Nokia G22, which has a removable back and internal design that allows components to be easily unscrewed and swapped out, including the battery, screen, and charging port. Nokia phones manufacturer HMD Global will make quick fix repair guides and genuine parts available for five years via the specialist iFixit, in addition to affordable professional repair options. As MWC, the mobile world, Congress continues, Google has unveiled a raft of minor additions to Android and Wear OS. These include a new widget for Google Keep that lets you check off to-do lists from the comfort of your home screen. Additionally, Google has improved noise cancellation in Google Meet on some Android devices, so the feature can crunch out the noise of nearby construction or other distractions. Lastly, Android handsets will get a new tap to pay animations, which will bring some cartoonists cheer to balance out the misery of spending money on things. At Mobile World Congress, Xiaomi has unveiled its lightweight AR glasses with a retina-level display, while OnePlus showcased a new concept, the OnePlus 11, that remixes the company's current flagship phone, making it more gaming-friendly. The company calls this new technology Active Cryo Flux which is a 0.2 square centimeter piezoelectric ceramic micropump that moves the coolant up and down a pipeline near the rear of the device and around the massive camera array. It remains to be seen if OnePlus will ever release such a device, but they plan to make a lot of efforts in research and design of the technology. And I'm excited to see what's next. So that's it for our tech news. Now on to our gaming news although this is something usually save for my nerdy segment i'm gonna talk about it anyway um it is the last of us because it is based after a game so we're gonna keep going also i'm sorry if this is a spoiler for some of you guys out there but if you haven't seen the episode go ahead and watch it you can pause this come right back once you're finished Um, Now, moving on, um, HBO's The Last of Us has been a hit among lots of fans with a stunningly faithful recreation of the beloved title. However, in Episode 7, viewers in the Middle East and North Africa were disappointed to find that a kiss between Ellie and Riley, another character in the series, was cut. This moment was significant in establishing Ellie's sexuality and setting up Riley as a defining character in her life. The decision to cut this scene is disheartening and has led to outrage among fans on social media. It's not too surprising considering the hostility towards LGBTQ plus relationships in the Middle East, but it's still frustrating to see HBO and Warner Brothers cut such a vital part of Ellie's story. Um, Moving on to Mortal Kombat news, Mortal Kombat 12 has officially been announced and is coming soon. Um, It's been a while since we got a new Mortal Kombat game since Mortal Kombat 11 which was released in 2019. It was announced during an earnings call, which surprised many fans. As of right now, there's no information about the plot, gameplay changes, characters, or anything else, so we'll just have to wait and see. NetherRealm Studios typically releases its games in the first half of the year, typically in the spring or summer, and has short marketing cycles, so we can likely expect to be playing it by summer. Um, Lastly... But not least, the highly anticipated video game Hogwarts Legacy, set in the world of Harry Potter, has been the center of controversy since its announcement in September of 2020. The controversy stems from the creator of the Harry Potter franchise, J.K. Rowling, and her views on the transgender community, which many have called transphobic. Since the announcement of the game in September 2020, many in the LGBTQ community have voiced their concerns about supporting a game associated with rolling. A slew of gamers, including former Harry Potter fans, have vowed not to purchase Hogwarts Legacy, and many have taken to social media to voice their opposition to the game. In response, nearly 300 LGBTQ gamers and allies launched a week-long protest against the game on Twitch and discouraged people from streaming it. The organizers of the protest have said that being an ally is not just a label, but a way of acting and that supporting a game associated with someone who has expressed transphobic views is not being an ally. The organizers of the protest have also used the event to raise money for the Trans Justice Funding Project, which provides grants to grassroots groups working to support and empower trans and gender non-conforming people. While Rowling has had no direct involvement with the video game, the controversy has led to a closer examination of the game's features. Now, the game includes features intended to make transgender players feel welcomed in the wizarding world. For example, players are able to build their characters without having to choose a gender. They just pick a body type and voice tone without relegating either to a specific gender they then are able to pick whether they want to be a witch or a wizard. Additionally, the game introduces a character named Serona Ryan who runs a pub in the town of Hogsmeade. While the game does not explicitly state the character is trans, it is suggested in Serona's dialogue with the players when she says it took a moment for her classmates to realize she is actually a witch and not a wizard. However, some trans activists who have spoken with the media have criticized these additions to the game, calling them shallow and tokenistic. They argue that the game's inclusion of a trans character and gender neutral character creation options seems like a quick cash grab or a pat on the back for executives, rather than a genuine attempt to support and empower the trans community. Despite the controversy, the game has been released, and it remains to be seen how the ongoing discussions around Rowling's views and the game's features will affect its reception among fans of the Harry Potter franchise. And that is it for my gaming news. Now, moving on to our nerdy news. The reviews for Ant-Man and The Wasp Quantumania are in and it's not so great. Uh, Pretty bad, as far as I know, but it's not your average kind of bad. You see, Marvel movies usually do a pretty good job of blending sentiment Humor and superhero action together in a cohesive package. But with Quantum Mania, it's like they pushed too hard in every direction, and it just resulted in a film that's pretty much just a mess. The majority of the movie does take place in the quantum realm, you know, that dangerous micro world where you end up if you shrink too much. It's A place that we've seen before in previous Ant-Man films, but this time around we actually get to see that there's a whole universe of beings down there, elaborate and diverse alien tribes in constant conflict. Among them is Kang the Conqueror, who was an enigmatic traveler and initially befriended by Janet Van Dyne, thinking he was a wayward soul who had accidentally wound up in this dimension. Um, but it turns out that Kang is a dangerous, all powerful being who was exiled to the quantum realm from his own world. Now, I don't want to spoil anything for you because I'm not sure if everybody actually got an opportunity to see this movie, but let's just say things get pretty crazy pretty quickly. Our heroes wind up getting sucked into the quantum realm alongside Janet and her husband, Hank Pym. And before you know it, they're up to their necks in all kinds of trouble, Rebel tribes, smugglers, intricate new aliens, um, queasy alliances, new spaceship, cantinas. It's like the people that made this movie thought they were making a Star Wars movie. Um, but here's the thing: it's all executed pretty shoddy. Uh, the performances fail to convey any sense of the wonder of, of wonder or terror. And the action scenes are tired and, and unconvincing. Even Kang, played by the talented Jonathan Majors, um, doesn't really seem to know what to do with himself. He spends most of his time walking around and muttering his lines, and when he finally does get to do some action, it's pretty much underwhelming. The film fails on a basic level of being a good comic book movie. The story feels a little convoluted, and even the magic thing that the heroes are trying to recover isn't clearly explained. But more importantly, uh, for those of you who don't know, it's it's the orb thing that they're trying to get the, the, the quantum battery, per se. You know, the film fails to make you feel anything uh, Ant-Man's desperate attempts to save his daughter should be relatable and emotional, but it's all executed with so little commitment that it's hard to care. In the end, Ant-Man and the Wasp felt like it was a huge disappointment. The universe didn't feel convincing, the action was unimpressive, and the actors seemed like they don't even want to be there. It's a numb alienating experience which is the last thing you want from a superhero movie in comparison something like the avatar films may have ornate visual effects created environments but they've been fully thought through and thoroughly imagined there's a vision to them a consistency and inner logic that helps with immersion with quantum mania it's like they just threw everything at the wall and hoped it would stick so there you go that's pretty much what i have for my nerdy news today but i'll keep you guys posted on any other stuff um yeah definitely comment let me know how you feel about uh, what i said all right thank you so much you guys for coming in i hope you enjoyed the episode and keep on subscribing keep listening and thank you so much for being Part of the SNF experience where we bring you everything for gaming news, tech news, and nerdy news. Peace.